0: And the winner of the 2020 United States presidential election is... What's up? I'm your bro, Dr. Mario Escobedo, pastor and online Bible teacher. It wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, knowledge, and tools to feed my desire to dig deeper into God's Word. Fast forward past many lessons learned, mentors, and personal encounters with God, and you'll see the incredible privilege God has given me to teach the Bible to others. I'm convinced now more than ever that it's been God's word that has led me to discover and fulfill the purpose God designed for me. I created the Christian Bro Code podcast to help you on your journey to do the same. If you're a Christian bro who wants to grow as a disciple of Jesus so you can live, love and lead in a way that honors God, you're in the right place. Let's get started, bro. Hey, what's up? It's your bro, Dr. Mario Escobedo coming at you with another episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast. This is season number three, episode eleven, coming out on November the 7th of 2020. And as of right now, as of the moment that I'm recording this podcast, we still do not know who the president elect of the United States is. Now, it's looking more and more as if it is going to be Joe Biden, but we don't know officially Who the president is and uh, you can bet that there are going to be lawsuits filed and this is going to be taken to this court and to that court and it it may be a matter of days it may be a matter of weeks it could be a couple of months before we actually know who the president of the United States is but uh, that's where we find ourselves hopefully hopefully by the time you're listening to this episode we know we know who the president of the United States is going to be come 2021. But hey, the the information what I'm going to share with you in this Bible study, I I want to tie it into what we're seeing happening in our nation, specifically around the political issues, the social issues that we're seeing and what our response, what our response as Christian bros should be in light of everything that's taking place. Now, I know that you've probably heard sermons on this, you've probably heard other podcasts, seen YouTube videos, etc., and I just I just want to add uh, my two cents worth. Into this conversation of what our response in the middle of all this situation should be. And I'm going to base myself on one of the Beatitudes that Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 5, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Hey, if you're a regular listener, then let me apologize to you because my promise to you as one bro to another has been that I am going to release two episodes per month. The first and the third Saturday of every month, there should be a new episode. And look, October just ate my lunch. I there was not an episode in October. I released two episodes in September. Uh this episode is coming out the first Saturday in November, but there was not a single episode in November, uh, October. I'm sorry. Uh October just ate my lunch, man. I just I just had some stuff going on. Uh the stuff I had going on had to do with uh, a YouTube channel that I have. It's in Spanish, uh, and I have a a course, I, I teach a course or I sell a course rather an online course. Um through which I teach people how to preach, how to study the Bible and how to preach. And so that's been consuming quite a bit of my time. October was uh, busy in that regard, really good. You know, I had a lot of new students jump on board, but, you know, just onboarding them and taking care of them takes some time. And so it just, it got away from me and I couldn't, I couldn't publish episodes in October. So I do apologize for that. And uh, strangely enough, what I typically do with the podcast is that I don't publish episodes in December and sometimes even in January. Just it's because it's, it's the season, uh, family, just hanging out at home with my, with my wife and my two girls, you know, just, I I like to use that time for that. So more than likely, more than likely, I, I can say for sure for December, there won't be any episodes in December and we'll start up again with season four in January, possibly February of 2021. So the two episodes that you're going to hear in November will be the last for 2020 and then we'll p- pick up again with season four in 2021, either January or February. So I hope you subscribe to the podcast, share the episodes if you feel that these are being beneficial and helpful to you. All right. So I want to jump into uh, what I want to talk to you about in this episode. And again, in light of, of what's taking place in our country, social unrest, uh, the the elections, which has just been really – it's just been a strange time for elections – Uh, things didn't go so well for one political party in certain respects. And then for the other political party, things didn't go so well either. And I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I am never one to talk politics. I I never post anything on my social media. I'm, I'm not on, on Facebook very much anyway but I I never engage in political discussions, uh, on social media. I just, I see absolutely no benefit to that. None whatsoever. I've never seen a social media discussion on politics that, that ends up well, it just, it just doesn't, it starts off sometimes cordial and respectful and people start sharing some ideas, but man, by the time you get to the end of the thread in the comments, it's, it's just, it's just not, it's not good. It's not good. So, um, I've just made a personal decision that I, I'm not going to engage in that stuff. I'm not going to contribute to that noise. I, and I, I just don't, I don't share political opinions. I don't engage in political conversations with individuals because it's just, I, I per, for me personally, personally, I, I have my own political views. I try to keep up as best I, as I can with what's happening in the political world, in the United States, but I just don't find it beneficial or fruitful to discuss those things, especially not in the public arena. And also, just my position as a pastor, it, it makes it a bit more uh, delicate to discuss those issues because I think um, no matter what side of the aisle somebody might be on, they automatically assume that I should be on that side with them. And when they find out that I don't uh, share their political views, whatever side they might be, uh, then that, that can cause some some disappointment in them. And then that just has all sorts of implications. So I've just decided that, no, I'm not going to share political opinions or commentary in public forums. And so what I'm going to talk about in this episode, it, it's to address some of the stuff that's happening in politics right now, but it's not going to be political, by no means. It's not going to be political. And I'm going to, I'm going to base myself on one verse. I'm going to read several verses from Scripture in this episode, but I'm really basing myself on one verse— it's Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Again, this is part of the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, sometimes referred to as the constitution of the kingdom of God. And it starts with the Beatitudes. And in verse 5, this is the Beatitude that Jesus declares. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And for a moment, I want to talk to you about what it means to be meek and what it means to be meek especially in the political and the social climate in which we find ourselves right now what does it mean to be meek and obviously being meek included as one of the beatitudes that Jesus taught i think is one of the characteristics that should be demonstrated by us as disciples of jesus now i know that to be the case because jesus Himself was meek, and he called on us to be like him, and to be meek like he was meek. Matthew eleven twenty nine. This is what Jesus said in that in that particular verse. He said, "Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek." Some versions have gentle. For I am meek and lowly in heart. For that lowly in heart, some versions have uh, humble, and you will find rest for your souls. But he emphasizes or he talks about being meek. And in just a little bit, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I think being meek means. But I I'll tell you right now that being meek, in my opinion, does not mean being a human doormat. It's it's not that. That's not what being meek is all about. That's not what being humble is about. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about being humble in this episode, but I think being humble means that you don't consider yourself better than others. You're not superior to anybody. You recognize the dignity that is inherent in each person because they are creations of God. That's not what meekness is. But it's obvious that Jesus himself was meek and that he called on us to be meek, to learn from him, and to be meek as he was meek. Now, Lest we think again that being meek means that we just let people walk all over us, let me just cite some verses that that illustrate or that demonstrate Jesus in a light that would really have us question what it means to be meek and uh and how Jesus declared that he was meek now it'll make sense when I read these verses, but remember Jesus said that he was meek and that we should be meek, right. And lest we think that being meek means being a human doormat, listen to what happened in some of the situations in which Jesus found himself or some of the things that he said to people with whom he disagreed. John chapter 8, verse 44, talking to some of the religious leaders of Israel of the day, here in all his wonderful meekness, Jesus says the following, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. Matthew 23, verse 27, Jesus says the following, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Then he uses a harsh word, hypocrites. For you're like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. A little bit later in verse 33 of that same chapter, Matthew 23, he says, You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Whoa. Those are those are harsh words. I remember Jesus said, learn from me. I'm meek. Learn from me. And I, I, I think you, you read some of those verses and you're saying, all right, I, I can do this meekness thing. Like, yeah, I'm all over that. If I can call people children of the devil, if I can sentence people to hell, and that's what it means to be meek, then I am all over that, right? That's what I'm all over. Now, Jesus even told his disciples something that might cut against the grain or go against what you and I might think being meek is. Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, this is what Jesus said, and if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Now, Shaking off the dust from your feet is, it was a sign, pretty much said, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't even want the dirt, the dust from your town or from your house to stick on me when I leave this God-forsaken place. Yet Jesus said that we should learn from him and be meek. Now, I say all of this to, once again, illustrate the point That being meek does not mean being a human doormat, a human welcome mat, where you just let people step all over you, wipe their dirty, nasty feet or their dirty soiled shoes all over you, all in the name of being meek. That's not what being meek is. I'll even say this. God isn't glorified in that. God isn't glorified with that false humility and he's not glor- God is not glorified when you let others walk all over you. That is not what it means to be meek. Now, I'm sure we can come up with all kinds of definitions. You might even have your own definition of what it means to be meek, but here here's I'm going to lay out this definition of what I think it means to be meek, all right? This is my definition You're not going to find this in the Bible. You're not going to find this in a dictionary. This is just what, in my study and just kind of thinking through this, this is what I think it means to be meek. Now, listen up. Here's what it means. Being meek is the following. It's when you give up your rights during confrontations with others in order to allow God's purposes to flow through you. I'm going to repeat that. Being meek. Is when you give up your rights during confrontations with others in order to allow God's purposes to flow through you. And what I want you to know is that God uses meekness to advance his purposes through you. And we're going to talk about that. And, and I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to flesh that out a little bit because right now we're in such a political climate, or the political climate is such that it's really hard for us to back down. Whether it's in a conversation that we have with a coworker, with a neighbor, with a friend, with a family member, or on social media, it's really hard for us to back down. It's really hard for us to concede a point. It's really hard for us to just let it go You know, I, I've read some posts a little bit that I've been on Facebook. I read some stuff and I'm like, no, 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 that's not true. And I start thinking, why did I even get on Facebook? Why did I even open up Twitter? Why did I do this? Because now I just, you know, I'm thinking thoughts that really, I I don't even be thinking them who cares. And I get it right now, given the political climate in which we're in, given the social circumstances that we're witnessing right now, it's really tough to back down. I mean, it's it can be really tough to back down. Now, here's what we need to know. This country, this fantastic, this wonderful country, I love the United States. I love the United States. I do. And this country affords us so many rights. And it's wonderful. We have the Bill of Rights. We have rights. And right up there at the top, one of the most cherished One of the most beloved rights that we have in this great country of ours is our right to freedom of speech. We can say as we please, when we please, to whom we please. It is our right as citizens of the United States, that freedom of speech, it's our right. It's cherished. It's loved. We love our freedom of speech. But I want you to reflect and and listen once more to the definition that I give to being meek. Meek is when you give up your rights during confrontations with others in order to allow God's purposes to flow through you. And part part of all of this is a recognition that, yes, even though we have an incredible privilege of being citizens of what I consider to be the greatest country on earth, and we have all the rights that are afforded to us through our citizenship of this country. Before being citizens of the United States, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. We're disciples of Jesus. And therefore, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And whenever there's a conflict between the rights that we have as citizens of this country and the expectations, that are placed upon us as citizens of the kingdom, the expectations of the kingdom should always win. And I'm telling you that's easier said than done. But if there's ever a conflict, you have a right, you have a right as a citizen of the United States, you have so many rights, but if ever those rights are in conflict with the expectations placed upon you as a citizen of the kingdom of God, your expectations as a citizen of the kingdom should win out. And here's where I think that meekness comes in, especially in light of the social and political realities that we're seeing in our country right now. Where, again, it is it is so hard to back down sometimes. It's so hard to just back off and let it go and say, you know, what, it's not worth it. it, it we, we want to engage. We want to prove that we are right. We want to exercise that right of freedom and speech and say, yeah, I can say this to you. I can call you an idiot. I can say you're dumb. I can say your political views are junk. I can, it's my right to say all that. But, oh, man, being meek, I think it's when you, you lay down that right because you want God's purposes to flow through you. And there are times that if you don't give up that right that you have, when you're in a confrontation with someone or a conflict or just a discussion, there are times that if you if you hold on to that right, then you can actually be an interruption or an obstacle to God's purposes flowing through you. See, I, I think, I think, I think that any encounter we have with any person— uh, whether it's somebody who is already a follower of Jesus or somebody who, who is not yet a follower of Jesus. I think any of those encounters are opportunities in which God's purposes can flow through us in order to minister to that individual. And sometimes that's going to require of us uh, that we bite the tongue, that we back off, that we hit the backspace or the delete button on our keyboard. Or on our phone, and instead of replying because we know we're right and because we know we have the right to do it, we don't do it because we recognize, and hopefully the Holy Spirit, Why well, I know He speaks to us, it's a matter of us listening, hopefully we listen to Him, hopefully we recognize, you know, if I post this, if I reply to that, if I engage this, there's a very good chance that I am being an obstacle To sometime in the future, God's purpose is flowing through me. Because here's the thing, you don't know who's going to read that post. It's not just that person to whom you're replying who's going to read that post, whatever you wrote. You don't know how many other people are going to read that. And maybe you were going to have an opportunity to minister or to influence somebody with the gospel somewhere down the line. And because of something you wrote, something in which you engaged, you, you blew that opportunity. And it's tough. I get it, man. I I get it. I get it. We in this country, we have the right. We can do. We can say because we have these rights that are are self evident. We hold these truths to be self evident that all oh, man. We, you 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 know the thing. <laughs> Poor Joe Biden, man. They're really riding him for that. But you you know how it goes. Right? We we have those rights. We have those rights. But again, the expectations laid on us. As citizens of the kingdom of God, they need to trump. See what I did there? They need to trump. They need to trump the rights that we hang on to as citizens of the United States of America. And I'll, I'll give you an example. It has nothing to do with politics. has nothing to do with um, what we're seeing in our society nowadays. It, it's just an everyday thing that happened, and, and it happened to me. And, and I'll share this. I, in fact, I shared this with my church with a little bit of embarrassment because you know I didn't lay down my rights. I I, I held on to my rights And, and well, the Lord had to talk to me. So about a year and a half ago, I bought a lamp for my desk here in my office. And uh, it's just a simple, it's a $30 lamp. It clamps onto the side of my desk, has a flexible neck. And, you know, I just, I needed a lamp. And so I went down to a store, an office store, and I, and I bought the lamp. And, uh, when I'm checking out, you know, they do it every time. Do you want to buy the extended warranty? And I'm like, no, not, not for this lamp. It's it's Okay. They said, you know, it, it's, it's only two dollars. Oh, okay. And uh, two dollars, what does it cover? Well, for two years, you can you can come back and you can replace the lamp if anything goes wrong with it. You, two bucks and for two years. I said, okay, a dollar a year. That, that's not bad. So I bought the extended warranty. All right. Fast forward about a year and a half. And I'm here in my office and then the lamp starts to malfunction. I I turn on the button and it wouldn't, I'd have to kind of fidget with it a little bit and then the light would come on. So I said, you know what? I, I bought the extended warranty on these on this thing, and I'm I'm still within the warranty period. So man, I was so happy. I packaged, I even kept the box in the receipt, right? I packaged the lamp up, and there I go back to the store. I'm just happy, you know, singing zippity doo dah, and you know, just the, the sun was shining and the birds were chirping. I'm I'm gonna get myself a new lamp, fantastic. So I get to the store and I put the box there on the counter and I say, hey, I bought the extended warranty. Here's the receipt. It's going bad, and I. I'm just here to get my new lamp. I'm going to exchange my new lamp for my new lamp, right? And they say, oh, uh, no, you know, you know, sir, no, actually, um, we've changed our policy. And uh, here's a number that you need to call. And when you call this number, you give them the receipt or the contract number or whatever. And then what they're going to do is that they're going to send you a gift card. And then you come in with the gift card and you use the amount that's on the gift card towards the purchase of a new lamp or really whatever you want to buy. And I'm like, can I just exchange the lamp here? I mean, I already saw it; it's on the shelf. Can't you know? Here's the old one; it's not working. Here's the receipt; I bought the warranty. Can't I just give you this one and I take the new one? No, 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 sir. I'm sorry; that's not how the policy works anymore. Here, here's the number. Call the number; they'll take care of you. So, well, okay. So I put a little bit of a damper on me. So I, I you know, there I go with my lamp again, and I head back uh, out of the store, come home. And then I dial the number. Actually, actually, I did it as a chat. You could chat or you could call. So I'm doing a, an online chat and I'm telling them, hey, you know, I went to the store, blah, blah, blah. They told me to reach out to you guys. So here it is. Here's my order number. Here's my receipt number. And uh, so what? Like, when do I get my gift card? And so they're, you know, they're kind of going back and forth with me. And then they tell me, um, actually, sir, the policy has changed and uh, this warranty is no longer valid. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no look, look. Here's the receipt. Here's the receipt number. Here, I, I bought the warranty. What do you mean it's no longer valid? Office, or the store, told me to call you, and, and what do you mean? I said, no, sir, the policy has changed, and, and actually the store canceled this warranty. i like, well, well, they sent me to you, so, so what do I do now? Well, just go back to the store and explain to them and try to find out why they canceled the warranty. I, I said, really? Okay, so there I go, package up my lamp again, go back to the store. And I get there and I'm, you know, talking to the manager and I'm saying, "Hey, you know, I came in, uh you told me to call this number. They told me that you guys canceled the warranty. They told me to come back into the store, so here I am. Can I just please have my lamp?" And he goes, "Oh, I guess we gave you the wrong number. Here's the number you're supposed to call." And and you know what? That was it. I mean, I I, I just lost it. Now, I didn't yell. I I didn't Call anybody names. I didn't make any your mama jokes. Not nothing like that. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I really didn't. But my attitude was, you know, not the best. So I, I just started telling the guy, "Hey, wait a minute. You guys, you guys have a nice little racket going here." that you get people to pay for the warranty and then you don't replace the items that are under warranty. You're setting them back and forth. man. That, that's pretty nice. And it was only two bucks, but you get enough people to pay two bucks and you guys, you guys are making quite a profit here and you guys are, you got a nice little racket going here. Isn't that nice? Wow. And he said, no, sir. Well, it's not me. I said, I don't care if it's not you. I mean, you're the representative, you're the manager. And I, I'm just, I'm, this, I'm there in the store and I am demanding my rights as a customer. <sighs> yeah. So, I left the store without a lamp. After all that, and I'm leaving the store, and I, you know, again, I, I, I didn't, I didn't react, I didn't respond the way I should have. I wasn't horrible. I mean, trust me, I wasn't horrible, but definitely, I, I just, it wasn't right what I did. It wasn't right, and and I'm not kidding. The second I walked out the store, I just, I just felt, I just sensed the Holy Spirit speaking to me. I know that's happened to you before. I mean, I'm not kidding. As soon as those doors opened up and I walked out of the store, I just felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And it was kind of like tapping me on the shoulder. Hey, Mario. Hey, hey, Mario. Hey, Pastor Mario. Hey, Dr. Mario. Feel good about yourself? you feel good about what just happened in there? And as I started thinking about it, I'm like, oh, man. I don't know who that guy was. You know I I'm on staff at a fairly large church does that guy attend our church and I don't even know it who else was in that store I mean were there people around who have seen me on Facebook or on YouTube or at the church or they've seen me preaching they've seen me at the church I had no clue who was there but because I wanted to assert my rights as a customer in that moment of confrontation I was willing I was willing to hang on to those rights so dearly and make a fuss about my rights that I wasn't even thinking about a kingdom opportunity that I have, that I just might have messed up either with the guy that, that was dealing with me or some other customer who was there, you know, my only saving grace and, and the only the only thing that probably saved me is that right now everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask. So maybe if someone had been in the store who knew me, maybe they didn't recognize me. But the Lord spoke to me. And, and I, I learned that lesson just in a very practical way of how just grabbing on for dear life to those rights that we have, they can actually be obstacles to kingdom opportunities. You know, I don't know if that manager was going through something and, and what if, cause you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to that store eventually to buy something. By the way, I did go back a third time. I went back in there polite. I was, I was fine. And they, they actually, they, they made an exception to the policy and they exchanged the lamp for me there, you know, go figure. Right. But you know, what if, what if the Lord was wanting to use me in some capacity? I don't know, to, to, to minister to that guy and what if what if what if I just blew a kingdom opportunity there? Or or what if the Lord had already been dealing with him through somebody else and then somehow he finds out that I'm a pastor. I mean, our church is on Facebook, we're on YouTube. What what if he just remembers that guy who just lost it in the store and now he's up there preaching about God's love? See? And here's where I'm saying and I I I totally failed. I completely failed the test. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm not making any excuses. I'm not trying to pretty this up or sugarcoat it. I failed the test. And here's where I'm saying that we love our rights, but there are times when for the sake of advancing the kingdom, for the sake of allowing God's purposes to flow through us, we have to give up those rights and we we have to live According to the will of God. And recognize that because as disciples of Jesus, we're disciples 24-7, we don't take a break from being a disciple of Jesus, that at any moment and in any situation in our lives and in any place where we may find ourselves, that might be a kingdom opportunity because we are always on the clock. We we don't stop being disciples just because we're not at church. We're always on the clock and so at any moment in any venue in any context we are disciples and so that means that at any moment in any context in any venue there are kingdom opportunities that will present themselves and there will be times and especially again right now in this political climate and you know just the social media context and platforms there will be opportunities for you to exert your rights as a citizen of this country, to express whatever you want, however you want. But it's here where we then begin to see this quality, this characteristic of being meek come in. We say, Lord, if it's something that's going to advance me personally, my personal agenda and my rights, but it's going to be an obstacle, to advancing the mission that Jesus started or the kingdom of God on this earth, Holy Spirit, help me to give up those rights and just allow your purposes to flow through me. Before you post, before you reply to a post, before you say something, before you whatever, just make sure that you're living according to the expectations of the kingdom of God and not hanging on to the rights that this country affords you. Living according to God's will. I mean, this is this is what what Jesus, I mean this was so central to Jesus' life and ministry here on earth that his his desire was to do the will of the Father. In fact, when he taught the disciples how to pray in Matthew chapter six, verses nine and ten, he said this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you you know how it is that God's will is done on earth through his disciples. I mean, there's, there's not some nebulous, mysterious entity called God's will that's just making its way like a cloud throughout the earth. No, God's will is activated. God's will comes to this earth through us, his disciples, through individuals who decide on a daily basis to live according to the standards and the expectations of the kingdom of God, then God's will is done on, the, on, on this earth. and And that takes, that requires giving up rights from time to time and living according to those expectations. In fact, Jesus said it this way, Matthew 10, 38 and 39, whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever hangs on to those rights, you're really losing the life that God has for you in his kingdom. And whoever loses his life, meaning you give up your rights for my sake, then they'll find it. On one occasion, when Jesus was teaching and his family was just upset at what Jesus was teaching and why he was teaching, and he was inside a house, and then someone came and said, Hey, Jesus, you know, your mother and your brothers, they're out there and they're waiting for you. And this is what it says in Mark chapter 3, verses 33 to 35. He answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And then looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. And then look at this, verse 35 For whoever does the will of God, He is my brother and sister and mother. See, doing God's will, allowing God's will to flow through him was primary in Jesus's life, and he wants it to be primary in our life as well. I think the maximum expression of Jesus wanting nothing more than having God's will flow through him is is in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he's going to be arrested to be crucified. Matthew twenty six thirty nine. this is what it says, going a little farther, he fell on his face and he prayed saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. If I can exert my right as the son of God, let this cup pass from me. But then he, but then he retracts and he says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, I'll give up my rights so that your purposes can flow through me. And in this in this time again by the time you're listening to this I really do hope we know who the president is whether it's a red presidency or a blue presidency I just I just hope we know by now who the president of the United States is our responsibility as Christian bros as men who want to advance God's kingdom on this earth and want to advance the mission that Jesus started our responsibility first and foremost is to live according to the standards and expectations of the kingdom of God, and that will require for us from time to time to give up our rights. I'm going to read to you some verses that I think illustrate what we should be doing as Christian bros, regardless of who is in the White House, regardless of who controls the Senate or the House of Representatives, this is— what we should be doing and how we should be, it, be living as disciples of Jesus. First Timothy chapter two verses one through four, as Paul writes to his young protege, Timothy, he says this. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. Then he says in verse two, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good. And it's pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And I think part of what Paul is saying there is that the way we live our lives and the way we react to and treat those of who are in who are authority, that has a direct impact on people coming to know the truth and salvation through Jesus Christ. But I love what he says, that that we pray for those who are in authority in high positions. In our case, the president, senators, congressmen, and women, anybody who is in a position of authority. and, And he qualifies it by saying that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Be dignified in your behavior on a daily basis. Don't do something that damages the reputation of the kingdom of God. Don't do something that puts a stain or tarnishes the reputation of the kingdom of God. And God, look, God is in control. God is in control. No matter if your candidate won or lost, remember, we are first and foremost citizens of the kingdom of heaven, and we have a king over that kingdom. And he's not only king over the kingdom of God, but he is king over all the earth. We have to believe this. This is our faith. This is our belief that he is God over the universe, including our country. Look at what Psalm 33 verses 10 and 11 says. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. It doesn't really matter if your candidate won or lost. God's plans will remain. God's will it will come to pass. It doesn't matter if this or that candidate, or if you think the right or the wrong candidate is in the office, or if it was gained illegally or uh, through corruption. You know what? That's horrible if that's the case, and God will bring justice to anybody who acted unjustly. But our ultimate faith and belief is that God is the one who establishes all plans and that his plan. Whatever he's planned, it will stand forever. Look at how Daniel prayed. Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. I love this prayer of Daniel. He said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. Verse 21 He changes times and seasons, he removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. If we truly believe that, that he removes and he sets up kings, then whoever's in office right now, we need to believe that that person was placed there by God, was allowed to be there by God, and that this didn't take God by surprise, that this does not deviate or detour or disrupt God's plans for all of humanity. He removes kings and he sets up kings. Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 26 This is when Paul is in Athens and he sees a statue that was erected to the unknown God and he takes the opportunity to to share the gospel with the Athenians in this opportunity. Look at what what Paul says. Fantastic stuff. This is what Paul says. Acts chapter uh, 17, verses 24 through 26. He says, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything, verse 26. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, look at this, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Whatever is taking place on this earth, it's been permitted by God, it's been allotted by God, and we as his disciples, we accept that. And we say, God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and let that happen through me. I'm going to tell you that God's will, again, it, it manifests itself. It's fulfilled through us, his disciples. That's how God's will is going out into, into the farthest reaches of the Earth. it's doing it through us, His disciples. And when we're engaging in political discussions, just going back and forth and hauling, uh, I'm sorry, hurling accusations at this, and your politics are like this, and your candidate this, and you're just this, and you, you know what? We're not allowing God's will to advance through us on this earth. Sometimes it's just going to take for us to, you know what, zip it and allow God's purposes to flow through you. And sometimes that happens by what you say, and a lot of times it happens by what you choose not to say. And so let me urge you that, yes, I understand. I love this country. I love the rights that this country affords me. But I need to remind myself, not just daily, but sometimes multiple times in a day, that what's more important is that I live according to the standards and expectations of the kingdom of God, and not only according to the rights that this country gives me. Because after all, our true citizenship is in the kingdom. And so we live that way, and we allow God's will to flow through us. So, hey, there you have it. This is what I wanted to share with you in this episode like I said, as of this moment, as of right now, I don't know who our president is. Again, it's, it's looking like it is going to be Joe Biden, but we don't know officially who the president is. I hope that by the time you listen to this, we know who the president is, and I hope that you take this to heart and that you recognize that God's will and his purposes can flow through you, and sometimes that's going to require that you give up those rights that you have, that you be meek, and that you allow God's purposes to flow through you. Well, hey, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, the rest of your month. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. Well, as of the time of this recording, Thanksgiving is coming up. So I hope you enjoy a good time with uh, with your family. If you're able to gather, well, God bless you in that and have a wonderful time. Be sure that you make time to thank God and demonstrate an attitude of thanks and of gratitude to him for all of his wonderful blessings that he's poured out on us throughout this entire year and uh, day by day. I'll leave you with that. Uh, If you get an opportunity, Hey, make sure that you share this episode with somebody who you feel would benefit from it, would be blessed by it, would be challenged by it. Even make sure you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to, or wherever you gather your podcasts, make sure you subscribe, leave a like, even leave a comment or a review. I'd love to hear your reviews, any questions that you might have, or you just want to share something with me, something you have on your heart, something you have on your mind. You can email me at Mario at the dot com. That's Mario at the dot com. Well, till next time, bro, God bless.